When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Before we get into this episode, I just want to reiterate the purpose of sharing these stories and interviewing these women. It is not to be a bully. It is not to shame or belittle anyone or to gossip or just tell a story and be dramatic. Oftentimes as women, we are scared to open up and share stories and our experiences with toxic relationships because of the backlash we think we will face. It will always be my mission to inform and educate women of the potential risks of getting into toxic relationships and the effects it has on your mental health. Ultimately, I would love to help all women prevent getting into this situation as much as possible, but I know that's not always the case. So when it's not the case, episodes like this are here to help you heal and know that you're not alone and that you can be strong, stand up for yourself and heal through authenticity and vulnerability. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to start a self-healing journey, build healthy habits, and create a life you love. If you haven't already, click the follow button and leave a review. Also, check out my website, habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. I am so excited to continue this series I have going on in the month of October called Breaking Up With Toxic. The last two episodes, I shared a little bit more about my relationship, getting out of that toxic situation. Last week, I talked about how to break toxic habits for good, and then now I'm really excited to sit down with a friend of mine and talk about her experience about leaving her own toxic relationship. So I want to introduce Dallas Stevens. Hello. 
Um, Dallas <laughs> is amazing. She is a female specialized trainer. She lives in Nashville right now. Super, super busy with helping as many women as possible. Plus, she's a really successful fitness model. She's done a lot, a lot of cool work and opportunities there. She's focused on helping women feel empowered and confident through fitness and community and even has her own workout and nutrition app, which I am so excited to talk about that later in the episode. But for now, I just want to briefly talk about how we met because it's kind of random, but (laughs) we met on the set of, I was doing like a, a campaign shoot for a week and we were both signed with the same modeling agency out in LA and you were on the set and I think mm-hmm. you were like helping us with the workouts or something or like making sure we were doing them correctly or you know good form or something yes yeah they hired me because I, for some reason they didn't I went to the casting and I didn't get it but they go oh but you're a trainer so we actually could use someone on set in order to shoot this better yeah I, I mean know. you never helped me <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> what was going on but you were there <laughs> and now we're here so it worked so I mean it was awesome we like I don't know we stayed in touch and yeah all these yeah. years and in the beginning I just started training too so I was like are you it felt like imposter syndrome like I feel like I don't know really know what I'm doing I just kind of faked it oh I would have <laughs> never known honestly you faked it good I know so that is how we met uh randomly in LA in 2019 and then like I said we've just kind of both kept in touch and I even went to Nashville last year and I stayed with a friend but you and I ended up meeting up um a couple times mm-hmm. and you were I on my know. podcast okay so this is like <laughs> where I want to really start this whole thing is because I was on your podcast we recorded it in May it released in June and this is kind of where the story begins because during this time you were in that relationship that we are going to be talking about today which obviously you're not but I even remember you had to leave and go somewhere with him like that same night that we did the podcast shoot. Mm. And I think you guys were just going to like meet up with friends or something. I don't know. Yeah. Then, full oh, circle. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I'm excited to hear what your perspective is from where I was. Cause I, I know looking back and even talking to some other people while I was in that relationship, they're now telling me now that I'm out of it, like, Oh yeah, you didn't seem happy or it, I could tell there was See, something like, up. why does everyone wait till after? to tell us this honestly like that happened with me literally not a peep from anyone I think one time like whenever we had our big big like falling out like people kind of said something but like everyone after I was out was like oh my god thank god I I knew it like well I'm just like speak up people but then I wonder if I if people did tell me and I actually did have some friends tell me they don't like him and I just brushed it off or I would talk to him about it and he would just turn it around and say my friends are wrong yeah. you know so I feel like it, it definitely helped in validating my decision to end it because I have always wanted the people I love in my life to right. love my partner Same. but I de- it definitely wasn't like oh you don't like him okay I'm gonna exactly. end it like it was but it always stuck in my mind but it definitely wasn't a deal breaker. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're in it and maybe, you know, people are telling you their opinion. So it's kind of like we make it up to them to be like, okay, you need to fix this and you need to change and you need to like win over mm-hmm. the approval. And then you kind of want to like show off everything he does for you, but then like you kind of hide the parts that are bad or whatever. I know I did that, you know, in mine. I was like, but mm-hmm. look, this is where we're going and these are the friends we have and this is the business we're building. Look at the potential. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> look at 
look at the potential he has. But no, I mean, obviously our closest friends and family that care about us the most, uh, they don't care about any of that. They just want us to be treated well mm-hmm. and to be happy. And honestly, I don't really have an opinion about him. I don't think I ever even met him. I don't No, I didn't. I didn't meet him. Um, But, you know, everything's just based on what I see through social media. So, Mm -hmm. to me, it was fine. To me. And, oh, I even remember, Mm. like, the story. You have to tell the story of how you guys met. Because when you told me that, I was like, it's meant to be. (laughs) Well, it's going to go back to 2017, 2018. I was in L.A. and I was dating someone in Nashville. And that relationship ended up not working out. But I fell in love with Nashville. And I remember always wanting to move there. I was like, oh, that place is so nice. I could see myself actually living there permanently. Like my parents want to live there. It would be great. And so I was always like wanting some kind of reason to move back there. I didn't really know anyone else back there. And in 2020, the pandemic happened and uh, lockdown and all of that. And I was on a dating app and um, I not only in the same week got a job offering to open up and be my own business and become a private trainer, which I am now at this gym. But I also matched with this guy online and he lived in Nashville. And so him and I were talking online on a dating app and I it kind of, I was like, maybe these are my signs to move to Nashville. And I went out and visited him during lockdown It kind of in like May, I think. And I was like, okay, I just kind of decided, I just looked at places and I decided I really liked him. And then I pulled the trigger and moved to Nashville. And so we, I didn't move for him, but it was definitely a a catalyst in my decision. And uh, I thought it was like the universe working and it kind of was. But yeah, so I moved there in 2020 in June and I've been here ever since. I'm actually, I'm laughing now because now I'm dating someone in LA and I'm probably going to move back to LA. Nothing happens on accident. Like whatever, even Mm -hmm. if you don't see the reason for all of this right now in this moment, I think you will, you know, so. A hundred percent. I think um, I'm kind of looking at it all. It's been a great journey, (laughs) um, which we'll go over, but it's all kind of like just a huge circle you kind of started dating before you met I mean would you guys say that you were dating on long distance before you met a little bit it was really fast he never came out to see me I just went to see him and I decided to go out there and just buy a one-way ticket and I I was like I don't want to set a date of how long I'm gonna be out there because people still weren't working Mm -hmm. you know only necessary places were still open. I was like, I'm just going to buy a one-way ticket. And if he's a psycho serial killer, you know, I'll be able to escape and like leave soon. (laughs) Or if I like him, I'll have the option to stay longer. But I didn't want to be reliant on him and be like, oh, I'm going to be out there for a week. And then I'm kind of trapped. So you stayed with him. I did, but I did have a backup. Yeah. I do have one friend from Nashville. Her name is Logan. And I told her, hey, if things are weird, (laughs) I'm going to come sleep at your place. I went into it with a little bit of a game plan, yeah, but I ended up never staying at her place. We hit it off. I mean, I was out here for 10 days uh, before I flew back to L.A., and then I was already in the first few days meeting his whole close group of friends, his whole family. Granted, it was lockdown, you know, so there wasn't really anything to do, but yeah, we just kind of hung out 
at his parents' place and swam and yeah. all of that stuff. So I I went back and then I had to face the decision of, because my lease was ending that month, I had to face the decision of finding a new spot, resigning and staying in LA or moving to Nashville. So I had to make a quick decision. Yeah, so you did end up moving to Nashville, obviously. So what, like a little over a month later? You moved to Nashville. So you got your own place or how, where'd you end up? Yeah, I, I ended up driving back with my dad. So I went to my hometown for a little bit and kind of like waited until I found a place in Nashville, then moved down there. And I found this cute little three bedroom house. Again, I only knew one person in Nashville. So I found random roommates and moved into this house, not in the best area. My parents they moved me in and the day they were supposed to leave, their stuff got stolen out of the driveway oh, in broad daylight. God. I had no idea where I was living. And uh, ironically, my ex at the time, this guy was born and raised there. And now knowing Nashville and that neighborhood, and he helped me choose that place. Uh, and so it's like, it's kind of wild that he would suggest a place that was that yeah. sketchy. Like I heard gunshots oh, at night. No. I'm yes. sure you and him started like immediately hitting it off. So how was that? Yes. Yeah. So I started training my clients. I was trying to like build my clientele here. And um, he is a musician. And so songwriting and all of that was super slow, like no touring going on at that time for pretty much the whole next year. So I think what I did, I noticed now at the time I definitely noticed he was starting to get pretty clingy instantly. And I always brushed it off. It's because work is slow it's the pandemic like you know there's what else we're gonna do other than hang out all the time but i remember i was always trying to work and like film workouts and do my thing for my own business and i started really noticing signs of him constantly needing attention and like getting upset if i wouldn't go to lunch with him and i would want to film and do stuff for work instead and then a big thing was my roommates noticed as well and they actually did tell me they're like hey can he's here every single night you know can we maybe just do a girls roommate night thing mm -hmm. and just not have guys over and they were super nice about it and I remember asking him that and just saying I wanted to do a girls movie night with my roommates and he got so upset oh. he goes yeah of course but like I'll come over after you guys are done and I was like well I think we're just gonna do like fully girls you know and oh that was oh. a huge that was wow. a Argument. Wow, <laughs> that was within the first like three yeah. four months i think they do use a lot of manipulation tactics we brush it off they can explain it as in it was coming from a but i love you so much i want to see you all the time mm -hmm. way so you can't how do you argue with that you can't say well i love you too but i don't want to see you as much it's like any way you try to explain it it's gonna make you sound like the right, bad guy the guilt and i remember trying to think like oh well why can't he just come over after we have a girl's night and I remember just like thinking I was the issue oh well I'm creating this drama because I'm telling him no you can't come over um even though he could and it was just like I just felt very suffocated pretty fast I'm a very independent mm -hmm. person too and I never had a relationship where someone was constantly wanting this 
attention and to constantly be with me every second. Um, so I thought it was just love and I thought it was him just really, really mm-hmm. loving me. And in fact, it was not. Did he have his own place? I mean, obviously he had his own place, but like, was he, did he have roommates? Was this like a, there's nowhere really to go he, situation? He, no, he had his own house. Not the best house. You know, it was kind of like sketchy. I actually helped him completely remodel it and paint and everything. But he had one, he was living there by himself and then he had his friend move in eventually, right before he had me move in. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get to that which was a mistake yeah. we'll get to that um, so that's so weird that he would always be wanting to be over at your house I mean like another example I can think of is when I had a really really nice clawfoot tub and I'm not a big bath person at all like I usually do showers I might take two baths a year maybe but I knew that clawfoot tub I was like okay I definitely want to use it and so I was like oh I have a new book I just want a night to myself my roommates are gone I would love to just be alone Mm -hmm. you know because every single night it was either stay at his place or stay at my place and so I told him hey I'm just gonna and I remember feeling really nervous to text him this which was again a feeling of uneasiness that I felt within me but I just still brushed it off even though you should never be nervous to ask your partner to have a night alone by yourself but I I asked him if like it's cool if I just have a night and have a face mask candle bathtub reading night again got very upset was like why don't you want me to stay there why don't what you don't love me are you sick of me you know just I mean completely flipped it to be such a negative thing and made me feel guilty for wanting to be alone and he even he just started suggesting things like well I'll go get dinner and I can just hang out in your room until you're done with your bath no and so then you're you're trying to shut down these suggestions and you're thinking that you know I was thinking I was I was being so mean to him by not trying to work out with him on spending time together but yeah I'm, I'm kind of laughing at myself right now <laughs> I, it's so not me to just you know and I it ended up he stayed over I didn't get my night alone uh, yes I just don't know if like my question is like do they know that they are manipulating or are they just so insecure with themselves that they just don't see it and like he really was like oh if Dallas does not hang out with me every single day she does not love me I don't know I don't think that they're aware I I, from his standpoint just because of his background and now kind of knowing like his insecurities and he definitely is an insecure person but the ego is high so that's the issue is he feels like he needs to constantly be surrounded by people or like be kind of praised on like social media and all of that to fulfill his ego but he's so insecure that he can't be alone he needs validation in some sense um or distraction in order to feel like he and this is not me being spiteful at all this is just me acknowledging like how he was acting because i really don't think he was like oh you know devil horns oh i'm gonna make her super like Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and you know i don't i really don't think he was acknowledging how negative it was i think he just genuinely is insecure and can't be alone and that's also why now he goes Mm. girl to girl he's yet to be like fully single and i think that's just a tactic like they can't be alone 
and that comes with like shutting you down and shutting down your partner's independence because a dependent partner can't have an independent partner. It's really hard right. for them to have a partner that's fully independent. The gap of between the secu- uh, being insecure and the ego is so far off. Mm-hmm. Everyone just should have like that balance of like being secure in yourself, having a an ego, but not too much of an ego. So they're really balanced. But if someone's so insecure, but has a, such an inflated ego, and they do tend to strive to be a successful person or be famous. Like I know that was the case for me. It was like, mm-hmm. he just wanted to be famous so bad. And the route he chose to go down will support his insecurities. So, or at least he'll try yeah. to do. And and in the beginning, it's like guys that are in public eye, you know, or I mean, most people, they in the beginning, they'll tell that partner. So he would always tell me, I love how independent you are. I love how successful you are, how you just built yourself up and came from nothing. But yet in the relationship, now looking back, he was trying Mm. to take that away from me. He was trying to take away my feeling of security in myself, my feeling of like, I want to work hard for, you know, he was, it's wild. Cause that was something he always said he loved about me in the Mm -hmm. beginning. And then as we were, I never heard him compliment my success anymore, my independence or anything. Right. Cause he didn't want you to praise that. Uh -uh. No, he, he said he loved but really, I I don't think he did. I think he maybe it inspired him to be more successful, but he definitely wanted me to be below him successfully and in the work. Yeah, that's what they do for yeah. sure. They find a very successful, strong, independent. Mm-hmm woman segueing into my next question did you feel like you completely lost yourself in this relationship oh my gosh yes it's the weirdest feeling feeling lost from yourself i mean and Uh. it's slow and it's subtle and it's silent and it's like over time yes they're not acting like that most of the time they're great 90 percent of the time 80 percent of the time whatever but it's that 10 percent of the craziest shit you will ever experience that completely makes the 90% just not even matter honestly towards the end I mean I was just crying to my mom because that relationship was taking so much of my time and energy and emotion I couldn't put anything else into my actual life and I just felt like a failure and felt like I lost my my drive i lost my vision of what i wanted i was now consumed with his life and my life became his like my only schedule was my clients and anything outside of that was mm. his schedule his friends his yeah. house and it felt like it felt like i was slowly just suffocating it was wild and i definitely remember the day when it really hit me that i was no longer mm. me but yeah, you're right. It's slow. It's like silent and deadly. Yeah. yeah, definitely over time. Like it was, we were together like a year and a half. Right. May 2020 until September 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a year and four months. Um, I think by month eight, I knew that was, it was mm-hmm. not meant to be, um, but I was trying so hard to salvage it. He pretty much forced me to like move in early, him and his mom, which is wild. (laughs) I mean, if his mom is like that Uh up his butt, 
that's a lot. I mean, and I already, I already think it's a big yes. like mommy issue that these men have. I think it's a big mommy issue. I think as women, mm-hmm. we need to be learning about this. It's whatever you can do to prevent a man from being like this, because I, I think it's a mommy issue. Ooh, yes. Sure. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll explain this story because that's actually really good because this is, yeah. To any woman listening to this, um, I'm curious what other people think from the mom's standpoint, especially if you are a mom mm-hmm. listening to this. So, okay. So she always loved me, called me her future daughter-in-law from like month four. Like she was, she was always all about me. And then it came time to, I, yeah, I think it was like month eight or something. I think I can't remember what month exactly I moved in, but I know I still had a few more months left in my lease and I was going to renew at my house or try to find a new place. And so instead he has a house and he was thinking of renting out his house and just getting an apartment with me. He suggested him and I moving in together because I just wanted to live alone Mm -hmm. at that point. I was very much over roommates. I just wanted my own space still because of the pandemic and you know expenses of moving and everything I still couldn't afford mm-hmm. a place on my own that was nice in a nice safe neighborhood and so his mom is the one that suggested well why don't you guys just move in together and then you can rent out the house and so we looked at one bedrooms and financially like we couldn't find anything we loved and then financially again made no sense in order since he already owned a house and his rent was dirt dirt cheap or his mortgage was dirt dirt cheap um, and so his mom sat him and I down and goes and just, <laughs> and goes Dallas I will do whatever you want to that house in order to make it livable for you to move in whoa and put me on the spot whoa and yeah and it was not me wanting to move in because our relationship was at that point I was wanting to move out of my situation and into a good positive situation where I felt independent and like away from girls because I was very much done sharing things and but then financially she knew I was kind of struggling and was like I'll just I'll put in a whole new vanity in the bathroom for you you know we can redo the shower we can do all this stuff I was like well I'll think about it you know and then I also needed a new phone at the same time. Um, And they're like, oh, we're going to go to AT&T with you. And then tells me that she's just going to put me on her phone plan. And I was well ready to get a whole new phone plan and switch over. And then she offered that as well. And again, puts me in a very awkward spot because she's not taking no Mm. for an answer. And so now I'm all of a sudden find myself moving into his place and on their phone plan and I just feel like I'm just trying to please them and please him and her and and I thought this would help me save money in order to one day maybe get my own place if we needed more space and I'm telling you if anyone plans on moving in with their significant other because finances Mm -hmm. don't do it never ever move in because you will all of a sudden just feel like you owe them something. You're now reliant on them. Um, I felt reliant on his parents. Uh, his parents also helped pay for the house. So it was like they were kind of in control of all of that. And um, totally my fault, like not on them. I should have just stuck up for myself and been like, no, I don't want to. But but yeah, at the, in the moment, I just felt like this was the right decision because they're a happy married couple. Like they must know that maybe mm-hmm. this is the right decision. And yeah, and so I moved in and it was down oh, from gosh. there. <laughs> 
We have very similar timelines. Even the yeah. moving, you know, I moved to LA three months later. I meet my ex and then they yeah, asked same, like moving in about eight months in with him because of finances. A couple of the reasons, like I, I did want to be closer to LA, and so, but I definitely couldn't afford to be on my own. I think you and I, in the back of our minds, we both were like, if I really could, I would be on my own. Subconsciously, mm-hmm. we're like, we know this isn't right. We would much rather, it's like if we had the ability to move in on our own or that we obviously would choose moving in on our own just a heads up the audio going forward isn't the best quality i apologize in advance so another thing i noticed was my dad was even trying to warn me when it came to moving in early and he even said it to me and that guy he goes i just think this is not a great idea you guys it's moving pretty fast i think you should come up with some other way and i remember being like no no it'll work out really in my mind i i wanted to move in to save the relationship because at that point I already felt like it was going downhill. I felt like maybe moving in because he was constantly wanting to be around all the time. My logic was that, oh, well, if we live together, then he'll give me more space. I felt like that would take the pressure off of, oh, where are we going to sleep tonight? Who's coming over? You know, like I just thought that would fix things is, well, if I'm staying there, he's going to see me all the time. And now I'm not going to get in arguments on who sleeps where and how many nights we see each other which was totally. every night anyway and then, so <laughs> yeah and then when he has something mm-hmm. to do that's your alone time yes and i think some other people can maybe relate to this when it comes to like having kids like i've heard of women thinking that like a child will help the relationship or help their bond more or moving in together you know doing these really big steps and these big leaps in a relationship in order to fix something when really that is not the case at all. I I can totally see that. You're like, oh yeah, so if we're living together, then he'll never be like where are you where are you going what texting me where are you at yeah, just it'll like, make no. our bond stronger yeah exactly once i moved in it became pretty just pretty suffocating it was just constant constantly we're together i would wake up early in the morning to train my clients i remember him never being happy about that because it would wake him up i love i'm a fitness trainer so i love eating healthy i started noticing like our lifestyles were not matching up he did not like to eat healthy he always ordered in always ordered ramen or indian or mexican he always wanted to go drink every night drink beer every night even if it was just like three i started noticing my habits were changing i wasn't as fit as i usually am whenever we'd work out together like we didn't work out together. It was, it always felt very separate. It felt like I was trying to fit into his mold and I was lose again, losing myself mm-hmm. and losing the things I love and things that made me happy and made me, me, those were slowly disappearing. Totally can relate to that. It's slow stripping away of your identity and yourself and everything that made you, you to knock mm-hmm. down your confidence and again, make you so dependent on them when really like they're dependent on you mm-hmm. and then they want you to be dependent on them they want you to be just as much dependent on them as they are on you okay so i was on your podcast in june of 2021 you were still together because i remember you left and we're going to meet up with him and then you have an episode on july 21st about him and it's about him and his career and y'all's relationship and i never listened to it but i just noticed it was on there but then the kicker is you don't have an episode until november 2021 and this is you saying all right guys 
this is what's been happening. I need to catch you up. So what the heck mm-hmm. happened between July and November 2021? Oh, man. Well, July, we I remember I launched that episode with him and I while we were in Africa. We went to Africa with his whole family. Africa was a big teller for me because we were with his family. We were traveling. You learn a lot about someone when you travel with them. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot when I was with him and seeing how he treated his family, I noticed he was not a man. I noticed he was very much a young boy yelling at his mom, cussing at his parents, being very aggressive. I saw some characteristics where I just, it was really eye-opening for me. And then I remember we went to see my family in August for my dad's birthday. And he like, we went golfing. He had my brother and my dad pay for golf he didn't try to help Mm. I remember he would curse he was drinking beer and burping in front of them and like kind of picking on me like not being very nice to me and then I really started that's when I remember I called my mom crying I think in September Uh, I remember it was raining it was right after I was done with work and I remember just feeling so down and like I just made the worst decision and I was now telling my close friends I wanted to end it. I just didn't know how. And all of them were excited for me to end it. They weren't (laughs) on board with the relationship. I was all of a sudden just trying to come up with the courage to break up with him. And I was talking with him about ending it. And I mentioned us just taking a break. And he flipped out, started begging me to not end it, um, said he'll do better. He said we you know, just go with me to Maine. He had to do a show there for this like ceremony thing. And, um, you know, he's like, my mom already helped get us tickets for it and blah, blah, blah. So I told him, I'll give him another shot. I'll, I'll go to Maine and then we'll just, you know, see what happens. And Maine was good. You know, it was like, he put on his best front and we had a great time. It was about a week after old habits started forming again, just very aggressive, very negative, very controlling. And then he was already wanting to plan another trip. And it just kept feeling like he kept wanting to plan exciting things in order to keep filling the gap. Because I really think we both knew this was not working out. Like we, Mm -hmm. we both really did. I could tell because he was trying so hard to impress me at that point, because he knew I was, I was leaving. I was halfway out the door. I was also in New York that month in September visiting my best friend, Allie, and he was accusing me of cheating. He was accusing me of being in New York with a successful man, even though uh, there was no guy. He was just coming up with this out of nowhere. Um, Mm. He got upset at her and I for being out until 3 a.m. in New York. And I don't know. It was just, just, again, very negative. And I tell you this because it wraps around. All of that kind of really happened in like August and September. August and September was not good. All Mm. two months of just, just, I mean, the worst of the worst. And I finally just one night after Maine, a week later, we were sitting on the couch. He was trying to book another trip and he needed me to up front like $500 for this, for a plane ticket to go somewhere. And I couldn't do it. I, because I knew that was a month later and I wasn't sure if we would even be together by then. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to spend $500 on a ticket with someone. I didn't know if I would be with them by then. And so I just blurted it out. I go, I can't do this anymore. And I mean, we had American airlines open and everything. And 
he freaked through picture frames against the wall yelling at me saying I'm a really mean person I'm a horrible person we had a dog like he had her two months before we met but really it was ours and he was saying like I'll never see her again you know how could I do this to him how could I do it to his family it was awful and he left that night and I never saw him again I had to pack up everything that I own in that house that the next morning and leave on my own no help no nothing I was devastated. I stayed at my friend Libby's for a month until I found my apartment that I'm at now. Linking back to that next episode that was in November, in October, a month after, exactly a month after I ended it with him, in those four weeks, he was already releasing TikToks and songs about me saying I'm a, I'm a horrible person, that I'm an actress, that I fooled his whole family, I'm a liar. God. that was pretty much just like poor me Mm. you know i'm this heartbroken man and she broke my heart four weeks later i found out he was cheating for months oh my god months yeah when i was in new york and he was accusing me of cheating he was on a boat with girls cheating Uh, that was october i found out so then a month later after I was done with the whole roller coaster of emotions of sadness and I was confused and I was angry. It took me about a month to like calm down mm-hmm. and rationalize things. So then I released my podcast on things I experienced and you know, it was really a it was crazy. <laughs> it is August crazy. through last November was crazy. <laughs> God, I mean, yeah, just the roller coaster of emotions that you go through. Just even the fact that mm-hmm. they just flip it all on, like, they're never in the wrong. They're always the victim. Woe is me. You did this to me. You're leaving mm-hmm. me. And you start to question yourself, like, am I leaving him? Am I, like, leaving him in the dust? Should I be there for him or should I try to make this work? It's just a roller coaster of emotions. And then, as bad as the relationship is or was, you still have the sadness about you you still have Mm -hmm. to grieve it you grieve either the life that you thought could be or that you started to envision with that person and again their potential Mm -hmm. it's usually the girl that has to like uproot her whole life like you had to go live with a friend you were kind of displaced for a little bit that's how I was too I was like I was just so Mm -hmm. displaced with all these emotions and just waking up every day and being like what is life like I just wanted the day to end and just go to bed every single day it's crazy that you never saw him again and yeah never again I even wrote him a really good note before I left and just said you know you're a great person I hope that you can find someone that can give you what you need because I felt like I was no longer fulfilling him. I couldn't keep, I couldn't give him that amount of affection and time that he was wanting. It felt impossible. And yeah, never heard from him again. I do know he's already cheated on another girl after me too, though. So I will say, and that girl reached out to me. And I say that because as they say, like once a cheater, always a mm-hmm. cheater. I do think it is really hard for guys that are in that mindset to or or girls whoever but if you don't have respect for yourself no matter who you date whatever she looks like or whatever she does or however many followers she has or what her family is like like unless you have that respect for yourself and those good values instilled in yourself and you've done the work independently on your own to grow as a human i really think 
those kind of people are always going to be like cheating and they're always going to be having that lack of respect for partners no matter how great that partner is right. you know Definitely. and even right now it's kind of big talk right now about like emily radikowski being cheated on and victoria's secret models being cheated on like adam levine and people are like oh how can they do that they're so beautiful they're so mm-hmm. successful but again it doesn't matter who you are how much money you have if you aren't putting in the work in yourself and creating discipline and instilling those values and wanting to respect people and their emotions you're never going to yeah so, be so. cautious like if you know a guy has cheated in the past don't listen to him saying oh it's because she was crazy or oh it's because she was this like it really is all about that the cheater about their journey about what they've done to fix it right you know so that so since you did know his parents and his family and seeing them uh, together like what do you think he needed to work on or what did you see like a commonality between like oh like that's why he's like this yes so back to when it comes to and again i'm not a mom so i've never raised a child but what i noticed with her she has three sons all three of them are extremely dependent on their parents they pay for everything anytime the sons needed money like they wrote a check instantly mm-hmm. um anytime there was like a deadline like they'd cover for them or anytime like his dad's also a songwriter like he would use his dad's fame in order to boost his own fame mm-hmm. you know it it seemed like he never did the work himself in order to make himself feel good like you know when when you accomplish something on your own whatever it is like whether you lose weight or whether you do like a marathon or a work thing like you accomplish it yourself you feel so good it builds you it builds character like you struggle you struggle through something and you beat it i don't think he's ever struggled in his life he's Mm -hmm. never had an actual job he's never struggled financially even though he doesn't have money he knows he's always gonna be taken care of and even one time and this gosh this was early on too this should have been a another big old red flag but he said well i don't really care if i make money because i know when my parents die i'll get their money i was like working hard is such a huge turn on for me like my boyfriend now is such a hard worker and it is such a huge huge thing and he has so much discipline and amazing values and it's because he's worked for them like he's accepted that he's had to sleep on a couch and I've accepted that I've had twenty dollars in my bank account and had to live in like a slum house in LA to mm-hmm. you know, like you it builds character and I think a big common thing was he never struggled. He never did anything on his own. And that and that creates independence, it creates discipline and it creates a sense of self worth, which makes you value yourself, which then makes you value other people which then makes you respect yourself and it makes you respect other people. If you don't have that, you aren't going to respect yourself or anyone else. And another common thing I saw was like the way he took care of himself physically, like drinking all the time, didn't really work out, always eating out, eating a ton of fast food. And like, you know, that really shows how you're going to take care of someone else too. Mm Mm-hmm. How you physically take care of yourself shows how you will take care of your future family, 
and your partner. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. think you nailed that on the head as far as, I mean, one word to describe it is codependent. He's codependent. Mm-hmm. Codependency is not just about a relationship. It's about, like you said, his family too. His parents probably, or his mom probably, Claudia Helicopter Mom wanted all the boys to be a mommy's boy and be codependent on her wanted to do everything for them and I think you and I probably have had like a healthy dose of like our parents did want to help us but also threw us out in the world and they were like you need to figure it out we'll be here if you Mm -hmm. absolutely need us you're on your own Mm -hmm. I mean like you couldn't have said it any better of like you have to struggle to to earn your keep to yeah. You know, for self-worth improvement. And he definitely, that's what he could work on. Like, he needs to, like, cut that cord with his parents. And just be like, listen, yeah. mom and dad, I'll, I'm going to try to do everything myself for a year. He would grow so much as a person. Absolutely. If he, or going and traveling, like, travel by yourself, yeah. you know? I, that's a huge thing. Another thing my boyfriend now, he did, he went backpacking for a year by himself. He saved up a couple thousand dollars. Like he, it wasn't like a bougie thing, mm-hmm. you know, and he became a scuba instructor. Um, he lived in Egypt for a little bit and you know, that created so much character for him. And he tells me that all the time. He's like, he's like, I wasn't, I was a little shit a little bit, you know, in my young twenties and doing stuff like that really built him into the man he is today. And yeah. he is a man. He yeah. is very, independent i love him so much um he's the best (laughs) he he takes care of himself he wants to take care of me even though he knows i don't need it but like he he's just the epitome of like he did the work Mm -hmm. and he's still doing the work every day yeah yeah totally i mean not that either of us want any woman to go through a situation like this but if you do hopefully you really start to see what you deserve and what a good relationship and like you said a man should be Uh, i know there are Mm -hmm. some women that still get stuck in this cycle of of you know oh the next one will be better or or they're kind of addicted to that drama and the chaos a little bit. Mm. So like, as women, we're not victims either. I think, you know, we are responsible for doing the work. Like had you and I been like super strong, I think we both were, but we're, we're even stronger now. Like if we were how we are now, we, we would have been like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think like we, we both went through and kept trying to hold on for dear life. And we think that, a relationship has to end because of a huge blowout or a huge fight or a cheating scandal, which obviously I found out later, but, but it really doesn't like if you're in a relationship and you feel like it's not working and it's not your person, you don't need a huge, like dramatic ending in order to break up or a huge reason in order to break up. Like, I think I was waiting for that and I was waiting for something to just happen so that way I could end it and have a valid reason but the reason alone was that we just weren't working we were not I was not happy that was a perfect reason to end it I could have saved myself more than half a year if I would have listened to my intuition at that eight month mark where I was like ah this doesn't feel right anymore you know and I think a lot of women like wait for something really big to happen before they can justify breaking up but it can be just because it's you're not yeah, 100% happiness happy. Happiness is the biggest reason, honestly. Absolutely. Because, oh, I mean, it just 
it just seeps into every area of your life and you've already kind of mm-hmm. talked about that it just does everything like if that's not going well and that person is their energy and their life and attitude is rubbing off on you your relationships get worse your habits get worse your physical workouts and everything just gets worse so like that's enough for yeah. you to be like hey this isn't working out and I'm gonna like save myself from ruining all of this hard work that I've done on myself so I'm leaving and good luck good riddance mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. So you're clearly doing much better since. Yes. Yes. You have a new boyfriend. You guys seem to be doing amazing. You're probably moving back to LA. (laughs) Not just for him, but like financially. um, I think there's a better business opportunity out there. Cool. For me, possibly. So we'll see what happens. But still too soon to tell. We're we're taking it slow. We're... You know, we're going to celebrate a one year before we decide on even picking up and moving. So yeah, that's, that's um, great. Yeah. Um, and then how can people find you? I know you do have your own app out now, which is amazing. You have workouts Thanks. and nutrition. So talk about that, how people can find you, work with you, all the things. Yeah. So I, my brand is called Strive with Dallas and that's, I have two Instagram. So Strive with Dallas is my fitness one that's really focused on my app and my program. Um, and then Dallas A. Stevens is my main one. I do modeling. So I also have to balance that and I have more lifestyle modeling on that page, but you can click link in my bio on either of them. And I have a follow along workout program. If you have dumbbells and a bench, it's for you. Um, it's subscription based and it's 20 bucks a month and limited videos and meals on there with macros and I love it. It's good. I'm getting good feedback from it so far. And I have some other stuff in the works too. plan on launching, but so far that's it. Awesome. Well, I love to always see a fellow female boss, entrepreneur, (laughs) hard worker, just getting everything she deserves. And so whenever I think of someone like that, I think of you. So I definitely am so grateful that you came on. We had this little conversation. And again, this is kind of just to help. My biggest thing obviously would be to help women prevent this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. I know that's not always possible or people have gone through it before. So either prevent, leave safely or heal from a toxic relationship is something I'm really, really passionate about because again, it just plays out into all areas of life. So yes, absolutely. Well, thank you and so also much. Listen, yeah, they can listen to my podcast. I stopped it because I was just so, I'm so busy with some other stuff. Hopefully I can get my podcast back, but um, that was the final episode I ever did. I was like, that was a just going out with a bang. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you definitely have some, a lot of catching up to do with people, but all good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank well, thanks you so for having much. me. Yes, appreciate you. I will be seeing you, see you and- later, love. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.